0: You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Ko te wāia mārunga BFM, you're listening to 95BFM and it is The wire, your current events show for the week. We've got one last segment for you today before we wind down uh, into the afternoon for you listeners and that is the week that was and so we shall endeavour. Starting nationally within the confines of Aotearoa to sum up a bit about what's gone on. So. Where do we begin, Oli?
1: I think we begin with the debates, because there's been debates galore. Everywhere you look, there's been a debate. We started off the week on Monday, uh, which saw the youth debate at the Auckland University. And Tuesday night saw the Te Tai Tokoro debate. On Wednesday, we had the second televised leaders debate between Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins. And last night, the power brokers debate took place between the parties that could forge a coalition.
0: Indeed. So the Te Tai Tokoro and the power brokers debate will be on TV3 tomorrow morning, but... We do know a bit about what went on some live streams and some live tweeting from people that were lucky enough to see it live uh, have given us a bit of information but where should we start and having a look at these
1: uh well what's your thoughts on any of them did you manage to tune into any well I mean- i've
0: i've caught a few of the ends uh, and bits and pieces i've yep. seen uh, a few of, from the uh, and i've seen A lot of Twitter highlight reels of the leaders' debate. Personally, I prefer the uh, regional and policy debates. I think there's more constructive things to come out of them. Uh, However, I guess uh, the character that is displayed between the leadership debates does give some people uh, an inkling as to who to vote for instead.
1: I think you know what you're going to get with the leader debate generally, because you know the parties very well. I do enjoy the minor parties because I think they, you know, they're definitely they don't hold back as much because you know they can be quite divisive. I guess. I'm
0: I'm quite interested to on my Sunday afternoon uh, sit back and watch the power brokers debate. I think it will be quite interesting uh, to see. Uh, I think a lot possibly could change with uh, New Zealand First positioning. But, uh, again, it's yep. all speculative. Never uh, can't win yet out, isn't it? No. Or? Speaking of minor parties, someone we haven't really covered uh, as of yet... No. Uh, ...is Advanced New Zealand uh, for various reasons however they have lost its case against media works uh, after it wasn't included in the news hub power brokers debate
1: yeah they so they argued because they were polling around the same as nz first and the maori party that they should be included in the power brokers uh, debate but the case was dismissed because um the ruling was if you hadn't had a seat elected in the last two uh, elections then you weren't actually eligible for the debate so fair enough um but they will be in the minor parties to debate with jamie lee ross already holding a seat so that should be quite interesting
0: yes that will be an interesting thing uh and speaking of debates next thursday on the wire uh presented or chaired by justin wong and his wonderful assistant james tapp we have the auckland central debate so we have the candidates from labor green and national that is helen white chloe Swarbrick, and emma mellow respectively coming in to answer a few questions that uh the news team up here has of them uh, around auckland central and around their positionings for that so make sure you tune in to then and tune into every why really but um it will be an hour-long special
1: and if, that's, if you're going to listen to one debate, yep. that's going to be the I way. think,
0: yeah, especially if you're situated within Auckland Central, a lot is changing and a lot has changed uh, with the transferal of power away from Nikki Kay. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that vacuum. Moving on, we're still in national news. Uh, we've got a COVID-related story for the first time in a bit.
1: We do. We don't do a lot of COVID stories because I think they're covered pretty pretty heftily other way, um, but a man has been charged by police after an elaborate escape from an Auckland-managed isolation facility, and when I say elaborate, I do mean elaborate because he tied bed sheets together and scaled down from four storeys up to get out of his hotel now, room.
0: This is kind of perhaps a story we'd traditionally avoid, but we had a good conversation off-air about perhaps... The place of counselling services mm. in relation to those who have been in uh, managed isolation or quarantines, um, and we think it's perhaps a point to raise or a discussion that isn't necessarily too loud at the moment, is no. what assistance is being provided secondarily or after for those who do need it um, or in response to acts or something yeah. like this that does occur.
1: Two weeks just by yourself is... Quite difficult. I mean, yeah. a lot of people went through lockdown by themselves, but yeah. to be stuck in one room and maybe get a walk around the hotel yeah. every once in a while, that's not standard mental health.
0: A, definitely a change of uh, pace for a few people. Uh, speaking of changes of pace, we look at policy now, uh, with Labour having announced a new kind of waste plan
1: They have, so they have announced that they will remain committed to phasing out certain plastic items by 2025 as part of their waste management policy, so they've announced $50 to help businesses in production of non-plastic alternatives Um, Jacinda Ardern says non-recycled waste being shipped offshore cannot continue, Um, and I do believe China used to buy a lot of our plastics but they are saying no
0: Yes, we've had two plants uh, turn us away recently in the last couple of years um, this is kind of limited to some single-use things, so sugar stirrers, mm. etc. Um, but with scope to expand that. Greens are calling for more to be done uh, yep. and that scope to be expanded sooner. Uh, National and New Zealand First are concerned about the cost and the impact it will have on small businesses, uh, which I am sure you possibly could have guessed. Uh, the Green Party, speaking of, uh, and doing more for... Or being slightly more aspirational, perhaps, uh, have unveiled its plan for the future of transport with a heavy focus on high-speed intercity passenger rail.
1: Yeah, so they're looking at connecting the regions with a lot of the cities, and also Auckland City with Auckland Airport. Um, their plan is quite ambitious, and it's it reads how it, you know you'd probably want a country to be run because it's connecting a lot of regions with cities with fast yep. rail. So. Um,
0: Not only does it connect the city, but it also uh, is a plan to slash emissions by cars and create jobs as well in the construction and management and operation of it. Uh, And speaking of the slashing emissions by cars, there was also uh, a clause within their Future of Transport plan uh, to end all imports of fossil fuel cars by 2035.
1: Yeah, this is quite interesting because... I guess especially most people buy their cars secondhand. There's not a lot of people that buy it right off the lot. And there is definitely, there's not many cars that are, you know, fully environmental or electric or anything that you can get secondhand. So it would be nice for there to be some cost-effective ways that we can buy some more economical cars.
0: I think it poses the questions to other i mean even to the green party themselves as to what the affordable alternatives are in the yep. meantime uh 15 years although as a while isn't a long time to fully scale socioeconomic classes uh moving overseas uh, we look at another debate one of the main ones uh, or main headline grabbers of this week the american presidential candidate c debate between donald trump and joe biden the first televised debate by them uh went very much as i'm sure people expected
1: yes it was um well i think cnn put it quite well it was a shit show yeah Uh, and it was i watched the entire 90 minutes of it i went through it and it was it was tough Uh, yeah it didn't no one really grabbed it no one said you know this is how we're going to lead out of it it was more well the current president uh, interrupting a lot and it just it didn't seem very i don't know political yeah it didn't it didn't seem very political it was a bit of a joke to be honest and i know a lot of yeah, uh, Americans and also across the world everyone is quite embarrassed by it because it was quite a low point in democracy and there's words that they may um, change the rules of the next yes. debates or even might not even have them because of how it went.
0: One would perhaps hope so. Um, I'm sure many people may have predicted this would have been how I think how it so. Went.
1: I think if you look at certain people's track records you can see that they may not stick to the rules.
0: On a more grave note uh, something that was also covered yesterday uh, in full length so if you want to find out a bit more information, check out the Bcasts Thursday Y mm. International Desk. Justin Wong does a fabulous job each week. That he does. Uh, and that is the conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan.
1: Yes, yeah, so the fighting between Armenia and Azerbaijan has reached a fifth day with both countries refusing international calls to even hold peace talks. Um, so this fight is around a disputed region, uh, the Nagorno Karabakh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's been disputed for a long time. There was actually a war between 1988 yes. to 1994. Since ninety four, there has been a bit of a ceasefire, but it has started up again. Uh, and unfortunately, around 100 people have lost their lives. Um,
0: for those interested in the origins of the Nagorno-Karabakh wars as well, uh, there is a fabulous podcast uh, by Popular Front, who are a media production company, X-Vice, uh, discussing this and they've kind of posed this tension and this conflict as potentially the next source of a large major war so Mm. this is something to keep an eye on um as well as how it expands now and rolls out um is already looking not too fine um with security council holding emergency talks as mentioned um a lot going on
1: Yes. Um, moving not internationally but into, I don't know, galactically. space. Galactically? Yeah, galactically. Uh, Italian scientists have discovered evidence of large underground bodies of water on Mars raising the likelihood of finding life on the red planet. Uh, so these bodies of water have been found beneath the planet's south pole uh, and even though temperatures around there get to about negative 113, uh, it's still actually fresh, well oh, not fresh water but it's unfrozen. Yes. Yeah, So because it's very salty so oh, right. the evidence of life could be potential um, and researchers say to target that region on next uh, or future Mars missions.
0: Intriguing. Yes. Uh, speaking of life, uh, <laughs> plants and fungi are disappearing.
1: They are unfortunately. Global data shows two in five of the world's plant and fungi species species sorry, risk extinction as a result of the destruction of the natural world. Um, so definitely talking about environment, I think this is quite prudent yep. to talk about
0: relevant everywhere
1: very um, yeah um, over four thousand species were discovered last year which is quite right. it's, it's
0: interesting that yeah. these we are losing things we don't didn't know existed mm. uh, and we're losing things that could be hugely uh, or hold huge potential for future industries future food sources future yep. medicines future biofuels and ways that we could actually if we are to continue extracting things from the environment uh, progress Uh, but yeah the UN reported uh, the world's governments failed to meet a single target to stem biodiversity losses in the last decade.
1: Yeah, good on your world governments. Pretty yeah, damning
0: creation. report. Uh, yeah. Continuing with the damning uh, environment news.
1: Yeah, always like to finish the week that was on a really positive note, um, and it's generally around the environment. A study has found Greenland's ice is melting faster currently than at any point in the past 12,000 years. Now they do say it's extremely difficult, if not impossible. To reverse, and if it continues, it's likely to lead to sea levels rising by 10 centimetres by the end of the century, which is not far away. No. It's already October.
0: Indeed, it is October, scarily enough. That was the week that was. Uh, a lot of these pieces, well, not a lot, uh, I'm sure you've heard throughout the week. Uh, you can catch, as we said before, some more information about Nagorno Karabakh on the Bcast section, as well as a few other pieces here and there was a 95 BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95bfm.com
1: slash bcasts.